Facebook has over a billion users, but is it still relevant? That's what we're going to talk about, the long-term vision of Mark Zuckerberg. I'm meeting with Ekaterina Walter on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Ekaterina Walter. She is a social innovator at Intel and also the author of a newly minted book called Think Like Zuck, The Five Business Secrets of Facebook's Improbable Brilliant CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, it is out this month and available now on Kindle. So, uh, Ekaterina, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, John. Now, I have heard other people just call you E. Can I switch to that? Absolutely. Feel free. <laughs> you, you, you have a, you have a perfect, I'm assuming that's uh, somewhere in uh, Eastern Europe. Yes, it is Russian name. Yeah, Russian name. You have a, you have a, a James Bond character name almost. It's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. So I have to ask, what does a social innovator do? I mean, is there capital letters involved in that, uh, in that title? <laughs> You know, it's um, I um, I just kind of changed my title from social media strategist recently because I've been focusing a lot more on social innovation um, in helping become a social business internally. So, uh, you know, for the past four years, I've been doing all kinds of things that that were required into shifting our mentality within Intel towards um, you know sort of social, really social thinking and social engagement. So, you know, started with helping put together the basics, things like guidelines and training, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, grew, you know, shifted into building communities, um, not just, you know, global community on any particular network, but then taking those communities and building, um, scaling it globally across the globe. We, we, we're in, in an, a lot of places. So we, we've now at least on Facebook have communities in over 50 countries. So working with the business unit and stakeholders and, and, and geographies on, on making sure that um, they understand where we're trying to go and make sure that they, um, you know, know how to engage appropriately online, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's, that's been pretty big. And of course, a lot of other things like um, ensuring we have a crisis plan, making sure that we have good analytics and metrics in place, not just around community engagement, but just overall listening, um, all of this critical elements is is what we do at Social Media Center of Excellence. Um, and then this year we integrated with the traditional media team. So we're now integrated media team where we're really um, using both paid and, and social, we're marrying the two and using them to amplify um, the messages and create more engaging content, et cetera. So I've been looking more recently at innovation um, and where we want to go. So the innovator you, you know it's kind of scary that we're we're still in this day and age thinking of integrating social with uh, with traditional uh, advertising and marketing as being an actual innovation isn't it yes absolutely <laughs> should, should, it should have been thought like as such earlier on yeah, years yeah. ago but you know small steps small yep. steps so so I'm curious when you started in this position were you kind of a, uh, uh, a freelancer almost in terms of of somebody saying Somebody gave you the directive to go make us more social and and then you had to figure out how to do it? 
Yes, um, you know, we started with a kind of task force where uh, management knew we had to shift our attention and budgets online. But what does that mean, right? For We had over, you know, 5,000 marketers across the globe. So what does that mean to those marketers and how do we educate them? So we started this task force to create the program, educational program on that. And then in the process, we realized we actually need more permanent functions. So, yes, management pretty much said, here's a very small team. We trust you. Go paint the bland canvas. You guys know what you talking about um you learned a lot um and you know you know what the right approach should be so tell us how how the social should be done so in that regard definitely was very exciting yeah so so let's move to the book uh, that you uh, just uh, wrote and released and I, I guess my first question is um what's your background experience or i, I know somebody's gonna ask this what would qualify you to be able to talk about uh um the improbable brilliant ceo mark zuckerberg Absolutely fair question. Um, you know, think like Zuck is is more of, um, I'd say, an analogy or a metaphor for a philosophy of, of a leader who has very, you know, has distinct passion towards something. In Zuckerberg's case, it was connecting the world and making the world more, more open and transparent, and then has that purpose very clear inside and, and builds and crafts long-term strategy um, to, to actually reach that, that purpose. Um, and though I do use Facebook as one of the examples there's also examples of you know innovative companies um and i think forward forward-thinking companies like dyson and zappos and um there's several um like fredless and college humor who actually uh, who have founders in their early 20s and started who started very early just like zuckerberg um but i on the facebook side i've been working with zuckerberg well, what Facebook team, let me put it that way, um, as a brand for the past four years. And, and I've, you know, I've come to sort of learn and, and understand and some, in some ways appreciate the culture and, you know, the hack away um, behind Facebook. So definitely, um, I think that knowledge plus a lot of a huge um, body of research definitely kind of shaped um, my thinking behind using in, in using Facebook behind the lessons that I offer um, in, in, around the framework of the book. Yeah. So as I'm sure you've heard, as you go out there and talk about, uh, even if you're, even if you're really in some ways just using uh, what Zuckerberg has done as a framework, um, you know, people are mixed on the person. <laughs> um, uh, some of the decisions that Facebook has made, you know, have, have been not only questioned, but, uh, you know, have been, have, you know, been demanded that they be corrected. And, and I think there's a lot of people that, uh, that certainly would, would call him almost a lightning rod in some, in some elements. And, and how does that factor into, into this discussion really? Um, I'd say there's um, Zuckerberg is ahead of his time and was and still is in in his purpose of opening up the world. Um, you know he he sees things he he envisioned the platform you know years and years before he, Facebook became really a platform and was platform was introduced. Um, so he has this clear idea of where he wants to um, for Facebook to make an impact um, specifically based you know to support that purpose that he has in life and. And, and he's ahead of his times a lot because not a lot of people really think um, like him. Not a lot of people are, op- are ready for an open world like he is. And a lot of people, honestly, a lot of times don't understand and appreciate long-term strategy that he has. A lot of folks, especially after IPO, want um, short-term reward and and say, well, how is that that Facebook is such a big name, but you know, we cannot make immediate money on it. The reality is um, this is a long 
long-term investment and all the visionaries, you know, like, like Jeff Bezos and Steve Jobs and others, they these are the ones that have long-term strategy and focus on long, long-term strategies in, in building what, what they want to build and go where they want to go. And so um, definitely some controversies. I think definitely a little less arrogance on Facebook side with regards to um, addressing privacy issues and, and others um, and, and understanding from Zuckerberg's personal perspective that his personal perspective might not be perspective of, of, of he, the majority of his users. So, so, so there's definitely, you know, I think a lot to talk about in multiple different fronts, but that's, um, I think that's the answer I would give. Well, and, and I think also sometimes people forget that this is coming in some cases from the filter of a 20 year old. Um, and I think a lot of times that that's, you know, that's an issue. That's a, that's a part that people can't even comprehend. Um, I have, uh, four 20 year old daughters uh, in their twenties. I mean, um, and you know, I, I think I have a pretty good perspective, uh, you know, on thinking about, you know, that. So, so since you've been working with Facebook, studying and working on the book, has, has he in some ways grown? You know, Zuckerberg is always about growth, uh, specifically personal growth, right? Every year he sets up a challenge for himself. And I mean, you know, first of all, the guy built build a successful business in his early 20s um, without any major experience, really. So there is something to be said for that. You know, second of all, he um, he really strives to become a better leader. He puts in an effort. I mean, if, if for a year a hoodie guy uh, wore a tie um, every single day to work to show, you know, how serious he is about, you know, Facebook and growing it as a business, I mean, again, another, you know, character um, right there that, that that I would say is pretty admirable, right? The character uh, characteristic of, of Zuckerberg. Um, I I think that he's he's growing every single year in personally and professionally as a leader and as a leader of a company. Um, he does have still a lot of I think thinking and, and strategy to, to kind of strategizing to do around where he really wants to take that company. But the fact that he's not sitting and uh, you know just happy sitting on his laurels and and actually moving forward and continues to innovate and hack away, uh, I think that's that's a really good. Sign that that he won't be stagnant, and I think that's one of the things that investors and, and just um, people around who discuss you know he, him and his philosophy are afraid of. So I think there's there definitely there's a lot of growth that that I've seen coming from him and from the company, and there's a lot more to go. <laughs> and I think it's a really, I mean, it's such a public example, but I think it's a really brilliant example of this idea of passion and purpose that you talk a lot about. I've my last book called The Commitment Engine uh, talked about that uh, the idea of a small business owner that that's really what drives them or needs to be the driving force. And I think when you take an example like Facebook, where money is clearly uh, clearly can no longer be the reason <laughs> that 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 he's doing this, uh, that it, you know I think you really get uh, a true sort of authentic sense of passion and purpose. Absolutely. I mean, the the question becomes, you know, anybody can be dissected and anybody can be criticized, but it's very hard. I mean, imagine you're a 20 year old and you have all this internal and external pressures, people saying, screaming at you, do not launch the newsfeed. It's the biggest mistake ever. Do not launch platform. It's the biggest mistake ever. Um, Investors are are screaming for for some return. And imagine all the pressures that he's under. And and still, no matter what comes his way, he, he continues to stay cool and 
and calm and really have that vision what's in front of him and where he's going no matter what's being thrown his way and people trying to push him off uh, off of his path that in itself i think is something that investors should look at as a huge asset when investing versus looking at just the pnl and a lot of times we'll lose sight of that right when when bezos launched uh, reviews for amazon everybody was questioning whether he knows his own business right and 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 it definitely paid off long term and so that sort of a long term long term thinking and and the clarity of where you go and is is absolutely i think one of the critical critical elements yeah it's interesting when you study a lot of companies that have continued to be successful and continue to grow they do seem to have this mentality of of not only do we not sit still but in some cases we have to tear down the very things that made us successful and and i think that is so hard for as you talk about investors or private companies in general to do but it's hard for really founders to do too well, you know, it's it's funny because now the question becomes now Facebook is is big and large, and now the younger generation Gen Y is coming along. Where are they? Are they really on Facebook? Are they not? You know, are younger people now? Now Zuck is not no longer you know nineteen year old, and and Facebook was created eight years ago. So the question becomes those those younger generations that come along is this is Facebook something that is going to be appealing to them, or would they go off and support and you know create a different sort of network um, with with a different characteristics, right? And so that is something that I think Facebook really seriously need to ask themselves about. Is there something that they should let go of um, and and start developing something new um, and not maybe hold on to all the same things that that um, all the same features? Yeah, I'm not saying you know change fully change the purpose or or Zach's passion. I'm I'm saying is, is Facebook a, as such attractive? You know, is attractive to now new and younger generations that are coming along because that's that's the 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 way for for Facebook to grow. Obviously, they're not they're not getting into China. Um, I'm from Russia. I know how this how the mentality works. I grew up in the USSR, so I'm I'm really really skeptical that they're getting in, in expanding into China. So you're looking at the younger generations engaging with the platform and 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 what is the way they're going to engage with it, and does that mean a different type of thinking for Facebook? Right. That's just one of the questions that they should be asking themselves you um you talk about as you already mentioned uh, people besides uh, mark zuckerberg um and you talk a lot about uh, this this idea of leadership and you even uh, i believe you probably coined this term the hummingbird effect of leadership you want to you want to talk about the qualities uh, of of that type of leadership um yeah absolutely i um <laughs> i did coin the term um and it just kind of sort of came out of i guess my love for hummingbird birds and and just um looking at, at, at different characteristics so i'll give you one example hummingbird i think is the only bird that actually flies backwards um and it can fly sideways you know forward backwards in all kinds of direction and to a to an effective leader that is an amazing quality to have that sort of flexibility to say i can look back but i I'm also very much forward or looking and I can also turn sideways and see what my competitors are doing, but not get too hung up on that. Right. And, and, um, you know, the endurance game where that little tiny bird, the smallest in the world, at least one of the species considered as the smallest in the world can, can do, you know, thousands of thousands of kilometers without, you know, without rest and, and that sort of endurance that's required. 
um, but their ability to also hover in the air when needed, right? I mean, Facebook done it real well when they started expanding into colleges. Zuckerberg held it back on purpose and said, listen, we can't expand too fast. Our service will crash. We're going to be another friendster, right? So um, there is there is all this different characteristic. And then, of course, we talked about personal growth. He He's very well aware of his limitations and, and what he can and can't do. That's why he brought in um, Sheryl Sandberg on board to um, come Complement him in the skills and the network that she has um, and really help run operational side where he can focus on the passion of his, which is long-term vision and product development. So, you know, these are just some of the qualities that make um, up the 10 that I describe in the book around hummingbird effect of leadership. But, but I think looking at all of them together really gives you a really solid idea of, of, of who the leaders are and what qualities they possess, at least in, in my own humble experience. So the, the subtitle of the book, The Five Business Secrets, and I, I guess I would sum them up, uh, passion, purpose, people, product, and partnerships. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of all of those. Um, I'm a particularly big fan of, of using partnerships, the right partnerships to grow business. I think it's probably one of the most underutilized, uh, particularly for the small business. I think it's one of the most underutilized uh, characteristics. And you um, you talk a lot about what makes uh, a, a really good partnership. In fact, you have a, a checklist that I, I think it's great. You want to you want to kind of talk about some of the characteristics that you think uh, are involved in this idea of, of creating uh, effective strategic partnerships. Um, absolutely. You know, first of all, you need to ask yourself, do you need to partner with somebody? A lot of times it's a yes, because none of us can do everything perfectly. Um, and there may be different reasons, financial, network access, and a lot of other reasons. But I think some of the things to really look for is, um, does your partner share the same value as you are? Are they as reliable as you are? Um, are they totally fully bought in into, into the purpose that, that you're trying to bring to life? Um, is there, you know, is there something that that holding them back? Um, so the 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 whole, I think, system of sort of value versus and plus commitment on top of that is is definitely, I think, some of the critical areas, right? You need to have um, respect for each other. Uh, Zuckerberg and, and Sandberg they do it very well. Um, they 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 have sort of this what I call the builder, uh, the visionary and the builder model, where Zuckerberg is the visionary and he knows where he wants to take company uh, to take the company and. And the previous um, C, um, so, oh golly, so C, not not CMOs, COOs, <laughs> sorry, previous COOs that he had were were not, you know, comfortable with um, with being number two. Sheryl uh, Sandberg, she is, she totally. Um, shares his vision. She's comfortable with being a number two, but she also brings her own solid perspective of, of how to run the business and help his vision be more successful. So there's this perfect combination of they complement each other in skills, they complement each other in age, even their genders are even different, so they have different perspectives as well. She brings female perspective into the company, which one of the things that Facebook continues to be criticized for, and a lot of tech companies um, may I add. Yeah. Um, so, so there is... Yeah, you know, as, as you look at your partner, you need to consider all these elements, um, but, but definitely one of the biggest ones is skill, skill set, and then how does that complement yours? Um, you know, the network, of course, you know, what, what sort of network you, you can both access um, straight off the bat. And then, um, then of course, the, the respect for each other and, and shared values. That is the, the biggest one where I think um, partnerships break down. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, 
Um, I'm glad you talked about that idea of mutual respect because I think a lot of times people uh, approach partnerships and what they really are is what can I get from you or what can you what can you give me as as opposed to this idea of you know how can we collaborate. Transactional, right? Transactional versus really looking for looking long term. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about just Facebook in in general. You uh, get very involved on the enterprise level with your organization. Um, uh, so you know, what are what are some ways that you think are uh, effective or that you've found in your efforts that are effective uh, to create uh, more engagement or to, or to really create more value uh, for for people that might want to follow you. Right. Uh, a lot of tips I can offer there have been, <laughs> been managing community for a number of years and, and growing our strategy. So there's a lot we learned. Um, some of the ones, um, I actually do full-blown, you know, one-hour presentations on them, but some of the most effective ones that I, we've noticed a lot lately is you, usage of, um, well, first of all, your content has to be great, right? Don't, don't sit there and, and whine that, that, you know, you're not, your engagement dropped because it was switched to timeline. I think no matter what you do, there's still going to be an algorithm that will will filter your content. So as a marketer, I think it's your job to really provide the most solid content that will have organic, um, that will have more organic sharing and um, and engagement. But how do you do that? Um, and the way you do that is um, you offer up the content that's visual, very snackable, right? And um, not only that, make you create the content to the community. So if you have multiple different networks and multiple different communities, think about really customizing um, your visuals or, you know, your updates to that community to show them that they're unique and you respect the fact that it is a unique community. Um, make sure you ask questions. Make sure you um, engage people. Not just ask open-ended questions to get their stories and, and get them engaged, but ask questions like, what kind of content are you looking for? And instead of going and looking at studies that say, well, number one draw to Facebook pages is deals, which isn't actually um, true, at least for us. And we're a B2B page. You would think it would be, you know, more complex for us. But the, the biggest draw is people wanted to talk to you and wanted to get the content and particular information. So um, run polls, find out what that is. Do it on a, on a regular basis where you're showing your community you're really there and you're listening. And, um, and you know, uh, uh, in, in that sort of realm, really have good metrics as you're running the content, have amazing metrics to track which content does well because it'll really help you. Um, tools like, for example, PageLever, they would help you understand in a very visual, quick format what content performs the best and what doesn't over time. So you will start seeing trends and it'll allow you for real-time testing, you know. And and the thing is, use 80-20 rule. That would be my sort of last, last suggestion here. Um, 80% of content that, that you know your consumers and your customers want to see and, you know, 10 to 20% of, of pushing your products. And, and if you can not push your products directly and you can do less of that, the, the, the better it is. Um, I, I think adding value is one of the biggest things that you can do, period, in however way you do it um, in growing your communities. Yeah, I, I think the thing that, that, that sometimes the message people hear when they talk about engagement and they see some of the, you know, the goofy things that people do, I, I, it drives me crazy when I see these how to get, you know, 10,000 likes or whatever in, in 30 days. And, and they're really just sort of 
manipulative ways to get people to push that like button. And I kind of I question sometimes, uh, you know, what the value of that possibly could be. And I think that 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 is it's a value exchange is is such an important piece of it. So let me ask you this. Um, John, most management will actually ask you for engagement metrics before before they ask you for uh, for the number of likes. Right. Yeah, so yeah. things I think people miss a lot that it's it's all about engagement and you can have as many likes as you want. But if people don't engage, it's useless. That's right. So uh, let me ask you this, because uh, you play around with uh, this world. Are you promoting your book effectively uh, using some of these social media uh, tactics and tools that you've uh, that you've been using in your profession? Absolutely. Um, all the social networks I'm on, I'm really doing a lot of grassroots. I, I've been really lucky and blessed that I have friends uh, such as yourself um, who who want to, you know, who read the content, appreciated it and want to talk about it. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of bloggers picked up the book and, and are doing um, did or are doing the reviews, you know, podcasting, video interviews, um, you know, activating other social channels. So, for example, you know, Listly or um, Triber, some of the very, a little bit less known, um, you know, networks where other bloggers can actually help rally around the content that they like. Um, and of course, other um, real solid communities that are communities around the books like Goodreads and, and a number of other places where you could um, offer the community specifically, you know, your book to review or have conversations about the books, uh, Twitter chats, et cetera, et cetera. It's all definitely amazing for um, helping spread the word. Yeah, no question. And uh, a website that uh, people want to pick up the book? Uh, I know it could, I know it's going to be available in all the bookstores and Amazon, but uh, do, do you have uh, something you've put together yourself? Sure, thinklikezog.com, or you can also get there from my site, yekaterinawalter.com. All right. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm sure we'll probably see you out there uh, talking on the, the the conference circuit or run into you somewhere out there in California. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time to, to share your insights today. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, John. <laughs> 